you did you go to college, right? Or how did that? Well, I feel like I, I can't did remember. not. Well, I did. I, I got when I was uh, the, the year I graduated. I actually started out like everybody else. I started out at Burger King. So my first year, uh, my first couple of years of working was at a Burger King. It yeah. was actually pretty cool because it was the world's largest Burger King. Or oh my where busiest. It was East Lansing. It was oh, Frandor. Really? It was the Burger King of Frandor. It's actually a new place now. It's been tore down and rebuilt. But yeah, that, that Burger King in Frandor, I think it was rebuilt. But anyways, that was like the busiest one. So, you know, the year I was out of, out of high school, I was out on campus, you know, a lot. I met a lot of people, you know, there too. Yeah. That I spent a lot of time at. I, I kind of say I went to Michigan State for a few years there. <laughs> Does that mean you were, li- were you living at home still? Or were you uh, on your I, I was for a little while. I think me and my wife got our first place maybe the second year, the second summer after I graduated. I think that first summer where we stayed at our parents' house and then we bought this small, or not bought, we, we rented this small apartment in town and in Charlotte. It's Charlotte, Michigan, not Charlotte. I always have read it as Charlotte, Michigan. You do, because yeah. North Carolina is Charlotte. Yeah. That's the famous one, because Charlotte, North Carolina, but it's Charlotte. Yeah, when I heard Michigan. you say that the first time, I was yeah, like, Yeah, it's Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a cousin that lives in Charlotte, so <laughs> yeah, we always we always talk about the different pronunciations. So yeah, um, and then uh, I, I worked at a factory for a few years after that. Where? What was like? What'd you make in the factory? I made uh, I made screen doors. I made aluminum screen doors, and you can see a bunch of scars on my fingers and hands because I just got beat up, up the up. whole time. Yeah, yeah. How it was, was that? It was a nasty job. Uh, yeah, well, and I started that. seeing people that were like lifers there. You know, that was their career, and I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah that, that does that doesn't seem like this is what I want to do. I mean, it was good for what I was needing it for at the time. And that was just trying to get myself established with, with my beautiful girlfriend at the time and try to, you know, see what I can do with my life. Mm-hmm. Nice girl. And then, points. you know, if you want to get into, and then, um, anyways, I lived in Charlotte and my sister's brother stopped by one time and he's, he said, uh, he t- said he was going to Charlotte high school because there was, there was a meeting about, uh, corrections, I didn't know what corrections was at the time. And I, I mean, I knew my mom threatened me with, if you don't knock it off, you're going to end up in prison. But I didn't know that was called corrections. Like, like they actually correct you there or something. I don't know. Wait, so correct. Was that like juvie kind of or corrections? Or well, literally department of corrections it? is it's everything in the state of Michigan. Okay. It's any, anything over more than a year. If you get sentenced to anything more than a year, you end up in prison or the department of corrections, anything under a year, you usually stay in the county jail. Okay, so the county so, jail is corrections, or well, they do have corrections in the county jail. Okay, like the, like the jail part is corrections. Okay, so there's still corrections officers in the county jail. But when I say Michigan Department of Corrections, I'm talking about the prisons, the state penitentiaries in in Michigan. Okay, so but yeah, which is different than the county jails because the county jails they don't normally. If you're sentenced, if you're sentenced to one year, one day, you're going to be in prison for one year and one day. If you're sentenced to less than one year you're going to be in the county jail and you'll never end up in prison i mean you might eventually but not that bit okay so yeah so uh he stopped by and just one day pulled in the driveway and came in and we were talking and he said he was going to this corrections meeting at shallot high school and i'm like all right i'll ride with you and we went and we learned that you could uh go to lcc out of 12 week cor- uh 12 week course but it was like five to nine every night 
um, for 12 weeks. And oh it was gosh. like six. Oh, every night. Every night. So that's five days a week. And it was like, there was like six different classes, like psychology and all kinds of stuff that you, that you, every, every two weeks you'd change your professor okay. or whoever it was. Yeah. So we, so we end up, um, he, he went home and my wife's mom called, called that night and said, Hey, if you guys, if you're interested, I'll, I'll help pay for that school too i mean it was accelerated classes mm -hmm. but i'll help you i'll help pay for you yours and brent's my wife's uh brother so that's how i got into corrections me and brent started going to uh, potterville pottersville um high school there was a there was a class up there that was uh five nights a week from five to nine or whatever i was working at the factory and during the day and oh my so and, you were like yeah that's you a, woke up early Yep. You're back in your hometown, yep. and then you're right to school. Yep. When I, then I had, sleep and repeat. Yep. And so was this how long did super? That? I had one small, small. My daughter was born in '88, uh, and okay. this was like about the time she was born. She was born in early '88, and I started going through. I think I ended up getting through the classes in like maybe October, November of '88. When I, when I, you know, that whole six. Like 12 weeks before that. Okay. Were you, when you were going through this process, was your mental like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do this any longer? Because for me, I would feel like, oh my gosh, I'm working all day. Now I'm at, or were you just strictly like, I'm providing, let's go? Well, I felt obligated because my wife's mom paid for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I didn't, this is, this wasn't something I want to screw up. I mean, her yeah. brother wasn't screwing it up, so I couldn't screw this yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, couldn't be like, come on, Brent, do something wrong. So I can, you know. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, you want to fail that test? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that, 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 that's how that started. And then um, after I, I got out of them classes, they, we actually uh, had a graduation. I had pretty good grades. I had like a 3.9 grade oh, point yeah. average yeah, in that. So, yeah. Um, that's, one of my big accomplishments. That is huge. 3.9 is not <laughs> yeah, easy. That's, that's yeah, not plus, easy. you know, raising the baby, helping my wife oh, yeah, raise yeah, the baby. Working all day. Yeah, working all day. And then, raising and the baby. Yeah, yeah. That's very impressive. So, yeah, there was a hiatus on my life there for a little while, and it was just all about work, that. school, and and trying to be who I was. You oh, know, yeah, but it helped you time. stay focused. It did help me stay focused, yeah. And then we got hired, both got hired um, eventually down at Jackson Prison. Um, we actually ended up at the same prison. Me and her brother Brent. Oh, really? Unfortunately, he he got killed in a car accident in '93, which was about five wow. years after we started. Oh wow! So, while, he was, while he was working? No, he was uh no, he was uh, uh he, he, I don't know who's gonna watch us. He he, he was uh, <laughs> he was out looking for a girlfriend really early in the morning. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, it was I after have, like a yeah. like yeah, a bar gig thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was, yeah, he ended up being miss. He was missing for a while, for like five oh, wow. weeks, and then oh, they my. found his car in a ditch, and he was in there, and all that oh, kind of stuff. God. So yeah, that was he was like 22, 23 years oh, old at the time. So that kind of sucked. Yeah, same yeah. the same year, my dad, you know, we buried him, and then I, and then at at uh, 50, 51 or fifty two, my dad died in ninety three too. Um, a month later, we buried my dad. Oh, so you were just, I yeah. mean, that's two huge losses, right? Yeah, and then six months later, my wife's mom died. Oh, my God. So that's three pretty big losses. Yeah, right. it, I mean, yeah, your when, life when I'm, from yeah, to sad. Yeah, to and at that time, I, I, you know, my daughter was four and my, my son was under a year. So we, uh, we, had to, we had a lot of stuff to deal with. How did that you know? affect you? Did you feel like that kind of like slowed you down or? Um, 
I, you know, I, I, I don't know if it, it slowed me down. I don't know what I was doing to, to slow down, but I, I, I think it really affected the way I look at death, even to this day. You know, a lot of people um, think of it, you know, I know there's going to be loss in our lives. You think. Yeah. There are a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. Well, we can talk sad. about people dying for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little happier now. Yeah. I, I was you know, prison. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. So, so I got hired at the prison and I worked at Jackson Prison. I got hired at, uh, it was called Northside at the time. Back in the day, back in the, before the early 80s or before the 80s, uh, Jackson Prison was the world's largest wall of prison. Which means? Which means that there was no fences around it. It was just all um block it was just all block you know oh. what i'm saying mm -hmm. that's so, nice so there was no prison let me find this picture that i keep up all the time and this was your first this is your well, first being were you super like oh my gosh i'm gonna be a prison guard or were you kind of like they're not ready for me <laughs> <laughs> or maybe in, in between well well you know when you're going through these classes the ones through lcc yeah. they, they kind of take you on a tour in the very first tour they took us on took me on was a tour of um, Jackson Prison, um, it was called Central at the time, and that was like where all, uh, a lot of lifers and stuff were. And I'm yeah. thinking, you know, these guys are locked up all the time, and, you know, we're not going to be around them and stuff. But they take a group of us, 12 young kids in there, and those guys were like popping their doors open, stepping out on the galleries, cat, oh, yeah. cat, cat whistling the, the girls oh, and some guys, you know. But, yeah, so, yeah, they they, had to, they could. They did. They had... They had a way, they, we called them door plugs, so they had a way that they could keep their doors open if they wanted to. Oh. They just put a little piece of wood in there so uh, it wouldn't shut all the way. You, if you didn't go around pinching doors while you're making rounds, you'd find doors that could open. So, yeah, a lot of these guys just stepped out the first, you know, and then there was a, a bunch of them walking around on, you know, on the base gallery or whatever. So I was like, holy crap, <laughs> that's what I'm getting into. I think we lost probably three people that night. Oh yeah, three people that didn't come oh, I, back. I thought you meant. Were there any? No, we didn't. Nobody died that. Night. I was like, wow. <laughs> we lost, yeah, we lost them all. They never get. They never came back the out. And I still went out. back. Yeah, no. Like, no, I mean, I'm talking about for the next thirty years. <laughs> yeah, no, they, uh, they, they, they just didn't come back to classes. They gotcha. decided, which is a lot better. Than yeah. So if you look at this picture. This oh, was Jackson Prison. This is the big. world's largest walled prison oh, at the wow. time, and this yeah, was before the eighties. And what they did was it, there was over 5,000 or something like that prisoners in this area with one administration. Well, they started having like riots and, and you know, the, the prisoners were starting to be uncontrollable, uncontrolled, you know, because yeah. there was too many prisoners and not enough staff and stuff. So they, they uh, what they did is they, they put a fence uh, around the, the north side and they called that north side. And they put a fence around the south side, and they called that south side. Very crazy. So when I started, <laughs> so when I started in 1989, they had they had this completed, the breakdown completed. So there was north side, central, and and south side. South side was a trusty division, the lowest division. North side was still kind of a level four, level three, which is one step below the level five. Which it, is what is the, the highest level? Five okay. is the maximum facility. So if you're at a level five facility, you're you're locked up 23 hours a day. Holy cow. Yeah, you only get like one hour. And that's all chained up. You don't come out without oh my gosh. any leg irons or chains. So that's like if you've done... Is that yeah, like that's if you screw up while you're in prison at a level four. Okay. okay. So nobody gets, nobody gets sentenced to level five. 
You know what I'm saying? Is you, it more like a punishment for people in level four or? Basically. Okay. Or, or, yeah, or even two. I mean, you could be, oh, okay. you could go from a level two to a level five, depends on what you do. I mean, if you stab somebody in prison, you're going to end up in level five for a while. If you beat up a guard, you might end up in, not always, but sometimes you end up in level five. But, but the level four is one step below that. So the guys in level four, they have more, um, more freedom. So there was two two officers and 350 prisoners in the units that I was working at at a level four prison. So you know those guys those guys were still lifers. They were still murderers, serial killers, all that kind of stuff. But they just hadn't stepped up to the level five position yet. And and some of them don't. You know, some people come in there and they do good time, so they don't end up at level five. But you know, we do deal with the ones that end up in level five. And you are with all five levels like you would be like i never worked in a in a a level five prison okay you didn't i worked in the level four yeah back back in the day back in uh, 1989 (laughs) back in the day i hate those back i was a badass (laughs) (laughs) i used to kick everybody's ass in prison no i did not no that's not the way you go into it (laughs) um back in the day there was more control of the levels Okay. Because they weren't quite as concerned with the money aspects then. Now a lot of guys get knocked down. They should be a level four, but they're level two because it's cheaper to keep them oh. at level two. Or oh, they should yeah. be a level five, but they keep them in a level four because it's cheaper to keep them in a level four. So I see a lot of complaints from my, my coworkers that are still working now that they're, you know, and it happens. I mean, it happened. We had we had the same issue back in the 90s until Celepec went out and killed a bunch of people, you know, and then everything started tightening up again so we had a prisoner patrick selipek that got out a little bit early um i i I think on parole or something back in the 90s you can look him up and when he got out he uh went and picked up his girlfriend and went and killed a few people with his girlfriend i think his girlfriend was with him yeah but it's been a nice day you ever see him in the prison i think i might have was he like a level five a lot or well he probably was when he first got back yeah but I was there for almost thirty years, so okay. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him. Actually, the prison that he got out of was the prison I was working in. Well, so you started at Jackson, right? I started there, and I and, and I stayed there. Okay, but right. I I switched from uh, that level in that in that prison. Switched around. Um, I started in eighty nine, and I left in two thousand ten. But in the meantime, it, it had been a level two, a level three, a level four. And then we switched over to the reception and guidance center. So anybody that got sentenced in the state of Michigan came through that prison. Okay. So at that time, everybody was level five. Everybody that comes in is level five. But the difference between that level five and level five in a secure unit is those guys still have general population or general. They still get out and get yard and do whatever. They're just classified as level five because they haven't been classified yet. And would you be... Walk me through a normal day at work. Like, do you clock? What time are you getting there? What do you do? Like, really paint the picture. Because I feel like, I mean, have you seen the Green Mile at all? That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, about. you know what? The Green Mile and uh, Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. are yeah. probably the two they do a good best job, prison right? movies that I've seen. Okay. Yeah. So but, that's our only, I mean, now that kind of says, okay, I basically did something like that. Right. Regard. But walk kind me of, through, yeah. kind of paint that I mean, picture. I mean, the like, Green Mile, staying, that was like, that, that was that, was that wasn't like death, that was like, death yeah. row or yeah, something. Yeah, that yeah. guy that was death row. Yeah, yeah. That That's don't we wish that somebody had them them powers to to do with the with the oh, big yeah. guy? Yeah. What was his name? He um, just died um, recently. Um. Yeah, I did. He was the big. What was his name? I can't remember. The big dude. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So walking through. So when I first started at 22 years old, 
um, it's in, in, in 89, the, the department of corrections was hiring a bunch of people at the time. Um, they had gotten money or, or people were retiring. Anyways, there was a ton of people getting hired. So there was a bunch of us fresh into the prison. Even and at the facility I was at, there was a bunch of us youngsters that would go in there. I would start at, uh, let me get this right. I'd start at five fifty six in the morning. Oh wow! And I'd get out at two. Why would why so five fifty six? Yeah. Why five fifty six? Because we have to have a roll call uh, before we why go out at five fifty six. Because a shift change is at six o'clock. Oh, uh, so roll call. So I have to do shift. roll call to find out what happened the shift before, and they check us all out to make sure that we're all sober and supposed to, you know, dress like we're supposed to dress and all that kind of stuff. And they sign us on our way, and then we relieve the the third shift that gets to wake up and leave. Sorry, third shift. <laughs> <laughs> the third shift, I'm guessing the hours were just crazy. Did you ever third, work at third? I did not like third shift. No, no. The only reason I'm saying it is because a lot of people are sleeping on third shift. I mean, prisoners, you know, there's not a lot of activity yeah. on third shift. So the officers get to. Is that nice or is that. It was for some of them. It was never, that's never. More boring for you? Yeah, it was more boring for me. Okay. Like I said, I was 22 years old. I, want, you, I yeah. wanted to. And you had a really good relationship, you'd say. I mean, not good relationship, but you were more, you were, I meant to say you were good with the prisoners. Like you knew how to talk to them. Yeah, I could. Wasn't most like, of the time. Yeah, most of the time like, I could, I could deescalate situations pretty easily. So that was, that was, that was me. You know, I, I just, it's just like, like, here's what I tell people. Here's what I tell people. 80% of my career was just like this, just me sitting around kicking it with guys, learning about what they did or how they did it or learning, you know, all, you know, their behaviors and stuff like that, just kicking it. 20% sucked, <laughs> you know, you know, of that 10%, yeah, or 20, 10% of that 20%, I never want to see again or talk about. I mean, I heard do, awful thing. Yeah, I, I do talk about it sometimes, but you know, it's just stuff that really when like I'm telling dark. my prison stories, I don't really get into, you know, people yeah. dropping off fourth gallery and laying oh, next to me and splatting all over Holy me and God. stuff. That's not something that you oh, want yeah. to do on a daily basis. You yeah, know? No. Take, get a shovel and scoop somebody up, throw them in a bag and send them on their way. And that yeah, just well, kind of... That happens. We kind of, I kind of interrupted you yeah. day by day. Right. So you're at roll call. Is it the sense of fear and, or is it kind of like just another... Well, you know what the good thing about me was? And I tell people this all the time, is I lived in Charlotte, and it was uh, it was actually 50 miles from my door to the prison door. So I had 50 miles to de-escalate myself. So oh, if I had yeah. a bad night or a bad morning with my wife and kids, I had that time to think about, you know, them things and get that out of my mind yeah. before I walked through the gates. You know, you never want to, you never want to go in with a bad attitude because that just causes problems. So I changed, you know, I changed myself in that 50 mile drive, I changed myself from my personal life to my prison life gotcha and vice versa yeah you know on the way home if i had a bad day at work if i seen stuff that i didn't want to see if i had to deal with stuff i didn't want to deal with i had 50 miles to de-escalate myself and so when i got home i left work there and you know you know you know what i'm saying vice versa 100%. So my wife um and kids didn't didn't hear a lot of my stories growing up until I'd have like poker parties at, at the house or something and all the guys would show up and they're like, Hey, remember the time we did this? And, that? and my wife, you know, they'd leave and she'd be like, you never told me about that. I'm like, yeah. I just didn't talk about that kind of stuff. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I bet that's hard to so, talk about. With your so family. my, so yeah. So I did my roll call at uh six 52 or whatever it was. I think it was seven, eight minutes before our shift change. And then, uh, walked through the gates and walked across the yard in my, uh, when I, 
I, I worked in housing most of my career as a corrections officer. Gotcha. So I'd walk to a housing unit and it, you know, it was the big four story brick building with cells that were, you know, four stories high as there was like hundred and I think there was 76 on each side. And then oh we ended up gosh. double bunking too. So we had a ton of prisoners in there with two, two officers. Oh, it was two. Yeah. Two officers. And it was just the housing unit. So, you know, we dealt with, we, most of the time it was like a bid job. So I dealt with the same prisoners on a daily basis. So I got, yeah, to you know, them. there's yeah. still the troublemakers yeah, 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 every, yeah. Like in every who, society. I knew who like. was running the block and, you know, and who was, who I could use to help me. Oh yeah. Like, block, Hey, I you know, know you that, yeah. are. In, and what well, was that? Was that kind of like a, not like a, I feel like this is such a this is kind of a bad way to say it, like a white way to say it of a gangster. Is it like a gangster? Um, like was in charge, like the head, the mob. Well, yeah, yeah, always. You know, um, yeah. There, there was there was prison gangs, or they called them religious service people. You know, the, the, in prison, the guys oh, yeah. that were in prison, they called it religious religion, but they were they were prison gangs. And uh, one of the uh, head honchos was my one of my main porters. So he would take care of a lot of the smaller stuff. And it wasn't like violent ways of doing it. You yeah, know? You just like young though. kids. I don't know. I mean, like he, if, if a young kid was giving me or my partner a hard time, he'd come up to us later on and apologize. And we knew it was because, <laughs> you know, Connery or, Con, you know, the Connery, I'll say it. He died. <laughs> Connery had talked to him and said, hey, you know, they run a pretty pretty good block and we don't want to because i could take things you know i oh, could yeah. take microwaves from them i could take yard time from them and stuff like that and i could do it for the whole unit if i didn't want to break a unit out for yard i'd stall on it you know if if somebody pissed me off if somebody if i didn't like the way it was going so those guys with the elders would take care of some of that stuff for us and that's and we use that together. yeah I feel like that's what you have to do with the young kids too. That, yeah, for sure. Like, for hey, sure. can you just go talk to them? Yeah, say, yeah. You always need somebody to talk to or somebody that, yeah. They, you know, the young guys. Of course, I don't know what exactly was said by Connor Eel, but I know that you know nobody ever came down with a black eye and said, "Hey, I apologize." I know they say, "Hey, I'm sorry that you know, I dealt with, you know, I, I talked to you the way I did earlier. I'll, I'll try to be cool, you know." So that worked out most of the time, and not most of the time, some of the time, right? And then, and it was really just like, so you. Were you got were you co or basically were like co running with that other officer with you there at the day or was it like hey I'm your assistant did you have an no assistant no we were both assistant? we were both equal. equal yeah we were both equal we we're just partners it was it was me and another guy that looked like me <laughs> it was another bigger white guy and they always <laughs> used to get us confused so like grievances you know they could write grievances on you like if they didn't like the way you talked to them or something or whatever it was they could write grievances and. So we'd switch our name tags sometimes just so they'd write a grievance on the other guy. And then we could say, That's hey, hilarious. I wasn't even there that day. How could it have been me? That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, all of us white guys look the same, too. <laughs> Did you um, – so this was a good – you were in that same – would you say you are in the same block from us the, your whole time? I switched around units. Was uh, there ever uh, a really bad block? I like, mean, oh, you don't want to get it, it, well. No, in in the in the in the at Northside where I worked, it was called uh, Northside. There was three units or three blocks, I guess, and they were pretty much all equal. It just you know, it wasn't like we had all the bad guys in one block and all the good guys in one block. It was just they got assigned what when they came in. Then when they walked through the prison, they got assigned to whatever uh, whatever cell was open. You know, so it wasn't like they they had anything. Later on in my career, when I was working at a uh, level one facility they did segregate a little bit they put like the uh 
sexual CSC guys, criminal sexual conduct guys. Oh. In, in Just because they would get beat so bad? Or no, why? at that time they weren't. Oh, Back really? when I first started, they were. They would never tell you that they were in there for CSC. They, they were all bank robbers or whatever. And then... And, and back then it was harder to read files. You had to get permission to try to look at a file and stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't really want to read files because then I'd try to, then I'd start to treat people differently. If I yeah. knew somebody was yeah, a, that's... in there for CSC, then I, you know, I. Because I, I feel like that's a normal, I mean, we. Obviously... Yeah. And, and, if, and back then the prisoners, they got with them guys. But as my career progressed and I moved over to a, it was kind of a parole camp. It was a level one. The guys were doing less than a year before they got out on parole and stuff. So it was, you know, those guys, they were, they were, there was a unit that was up on the hill that was all CSC guys and they would come in and out of that. So you, they were labeled. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were labeled. Everybody that knew that whoever like came out of there. there. Right. Okay. So it, what, what was the question? Did that put like a target on their back or? Not really. really? I mean, I, I thought there would be more issues because of the way I grew up, you know, the way it was was when I grew up in the prison, but there wasn't a lot of issues like that. Every once in a while, there would be, and it had to do with, you know, some chomo did this, a child molester was a chomo, you know, so, you know. But yeah, it's not as bad as you thought, uh, you would think. there. It was when I first started, but not when I ended up in 2016 when I retired. Really? No. No, I moved from the... Uh, so yeah, so so then then I was uh, then it was uh, the prison that I started out at ended up being uh, the reception guidance center. So anybody that got sentenced in the state of Michigan, we would see walk through. I called it the back door. It was the big door that they drop them off in county vans, and they slam that door. And <laughs> <laughs> we had this guy named we called him Guardzilla. He was like six five, three hundred and twenty <laughs> oh pounds. Oh my the time. gosh! And he'd take these guys off the buses. So like if Berrien County came down there with with all their hoodlums or whatever, they'd pull up a van with like 20 guys in it in uh, or bus or a van in uh, Guardzilla. It's um, <laughs> hilarious. I, I won't name. say his name. <laughs> Would you call him they Guardzilla knew, to his face? Like, Guardzilla. Prisoners did. The prisoners did. No, I called him. His name. Other thing. Well, not always. <laughs> <laughs> the prison lingo. Yeah, I called him. Yeah, other thing. <laughs> but yeah, so he would, uh, he would get those guys off the bus and they'd come in in the county county jumpsuits and county chains you know county leg irons and and stuff is that like the orange jumpsuit well counties are counties it could be it depends on what county it is yeah it it could be orange blue doesn't really could be striped yeah in the movies i feel like it's always either striped or orange yeah yeah orange is the new black is that right yeah i watched maybe yeah it is kind of a you probably don't want to watch that i was gonna say do you feel yourself like being drawn towards that kind of like like you said, you watch the Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption. I, um, you know what I'm drawn to? I'm drawn to uh, like uh, like forensic files and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where people figure out how do they get caught. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. that kind More of like stuff. detective stuff. Yeah, and a lot of times, right? Even to this day, I'll be watching forensic. It's a it's a long story. We're getting off subject again. My wife is no, a big. We forensic. can get off subject all <laughs> you want. My wife is a big forensic file person. I mean, we lay in bed at night and forensic files is on our TV. I don't know why she's into it. She's into all, it. right swear, before bed. My girlfriend loves, all night long. My mom, yeah, no, all night long. The TV's on. If we all if women, I, it off, I feel like love. On investigations yeah you know why though dealing with like why Why? is it because they're trying to figure out how to do it to you (laughs) 
<laughs> we always joke about that with my mom. Seriously, because I, I mean, I'm not serious. Yeah, but but, but, but seriously. yeah, but seriously, <laughs> I, I always say that, you know. And then a couple months or a couple years ago, I was talking to the the cable guy. I called the cable guy. I was bitching because my cable was too expensive and stuff, you know. And uh, and he goes, "Well, I can I can uh, downgrade your service a little bit, and I'll save you this much money, but you'll lose some channels and." And I'm like, okay, what channels are you gonna lose? Am I gonna lose? And he got to HLN or whatever that forensic files on. I said, nah. I said, I can't lose that. <laughs> That's and how you lose says, your wife. <laughs> I said, he says, why? I said, because uh, my wife watches that all the time. I think she's trying to figure out how to kill me or something like that. And he goes, well, then you don't want it. And I go, no, if she doesn't have it, she'll have time to kill me. So <laughs> let's just keep that. Let's just keep that one. So I didn't change. I'm still paying outrageous prices for my cable. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, to this day, I'll watch forensic files. And if I see, if I hear it's a Michigan case, I'll look and I'll pay attention, and it's probably you know some of the times it's people that I've ran really? into, where I've known wow. the prison, like, I've known the case. Yeah, I know this hey, that's guy. My buddy. I ta I talk about it to my wife before yeah. Yeah. it actually happens, and then she's like, "Oh wow!" And I got an app on my phone where I can look any name up in the state of Michigan to see if you've been in prison, and I'll, I do that a lot. To see, oh wow! You know? Is that a free app or is it an app? Like no, you it's, have it's to be free. No, it's a free app. It's called oh, Otis. Oh. You can just um, look up people and see if they have any like any criminal record at all. Well, uh, no, this is. Prisoners that are currently locked up in the state of Michigan. Oh, okay. I can also go back a couple of years for people that had been in prison, but most of the time it's just, it's called Otis. It's a offender tracking information system. Is that right? Is that Otis? I'm asking the wrong guy. Yeah, information yeah that's system. Otis. Yeah, is that Otis? Okay, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I think I spelled it right. Oh, yeah. that last spelling. No, oh, O-T-I-S, I would guess. Offender tracking information system. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, that's uh, what we're it. gonna believe it. That's what it is. I we're gotta, not like we're nuts right now. Be like, <laughs> uh, it took okay. me a minute, but that's what it is. Yeah, hey, you yeah, got it done. It's something like that. Did your um, family somewhat struggle? Like, hey, you? Because and something I saw in the Green Mile, for an example, is Tom Hanks' character. His wife was kind of like, hey, how long? Hey, you're going to work a lot. This you're dealing with these tragic things. And I know you said you had a good way of separating those two worlds. Did you ever mm -hmm. feel like there was a point in your career with so much strain on you? You're like, I don't know if I can hear any more of these stories. Or was it something you're like, I feel like you're yeah. so good at hearing people's issues. Yeah, and you know, I, I think we all struggle with something like that sometime in our career. I mean, I think maybe 10 or 15 years into it, I, I, I thought, man, I don't know if I could do this anymore. I was vested. You know, I got a pension now. Yeah. I knew if I worked um, 25 years and I turned 51, I was going to make money the rest of my life you know yeah. it was going to be sent to me but yeah about 10 or 15 years into it i i was starting to get stressed out a little bit and uh i thought that i wanted to be a construction worker so i took a, a little bit of time off the prison and i worked with a buddy of mine that was in the construction and I did that for one day, and I went back to prison. <laughs> one day, one day, I'd rather be guys. Yeah, yeah. wait a minute, this shit, this sucks, man. I'm going what? back to that prison. Was so bad yeah. about construction. Uh, I don't. I think just the labor. <laughs> you know, I was the grunt, and I think he oh was yeah, to prove that to me. You know, he's like, hey, you want to come out here and do construction? I'll show you. Go over and pick up them forty-five two by fours and bring them up on the roof. That's and then, kind of and then, you know, yeah, yeah. in the film, right. it was like, yeah. Obviously, yeah. we had Sam, who was so generous. Right. Like, come look at the camera. Come help us with this. But also, but not like, everybody was saying people below. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam right. was like, "Come help me." The people below Sam are like, "Hey, you two, you're no helping talking. us. Pick that up. No talking. Take this." Was Sam this. a one large in charge of that whole? Uh, thing? He was, but yeah, he's so he into what's happening in the film, right? That 
his job, their producer's job is to make sure we aren't near him. So right. once he saw us, he's like, come upstairs with me and look at the camera. When he's not there, the producer's like, we... I don't know if you did. You listen to our first day on the film set. If you didn't, don't worry I about it. I think I did. I think I did. When you guys were talking about traveling around and picking up donuts and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh, we are getting our butts kicked. Yeah, that's how it was. That's exactly. Yeah, and we how realized we're like, okay, yes, this is just. You were the what, grunt. Yeah, we were the, the grunt. Yeah, they were shooting. We really made a joke want to do this because it's how you're going to start out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we kind of got that sense. We're like, okay, this is still fun. Thank God Sam is here to give us that little. Hey, how are you guys doing? Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, it. I just, I'm I'm sure some directors don't even want, like some directors I know are like, I'm filming today. No one talked to me, but he at least could like, yeah, he was super nice. Was he the director of that? Yeah, he, he was, was the, director and cinematographer. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, there was a couple, um, there's like a, there was a couple director. It was kind of a multi yeah. group thing. Like he worked, mm -hmm. he had a bunch of his friends. I think it was a lot of people he likes working with. So I think it was, it was definitely a more laid back thing. And right. it was um, in Lansing that yeah. we were filming. So I think we might've oh, been, I yeah. think we might've driven at one point in you Potter. probably did i feel like we may well if it was yeah. is there a lot of like open farmland <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me get small town yeah it was pretty much flat farmland how far away Michigan. is east lansing from potterville though probably 35 miles oh, south. we probably didn't then probably, well what are Maybe. you talking about go to where, for what would you well we had to um, there's two locations and one, we went even more into East Lansing and we would be sent, we got sent to this, it was this Indian place for food and we drove oh. like 20 minutes. Maybe it was towards Potterville. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I, probably I, I know of Joe's. I don't know. Of what no would Indian we, yeah. Food. So it's just, is Joe's really, and Joe's again, just. It's known for that amazing. Is the yeah. deep fried burger the number one thing? No, gizzards. 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 Yeah, they have gizzard fest. They have gizzard fest, they, is, they have uh, gizzard fest know, in the well, summer. Explain what gizzards are to Luke. Yeah, I gizzards are are had... chicken stomachs. It's yep. what they're. Oh they're, my! Yeah, what that's why I had such an through, Yeah, that's what their crap passes through. It yeah. cleans Ugh. it out. That's why I had an extreme reaction earlier. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of people, when you say gizzards, they're like. What? I did. But they're you, clean, they're really clean. Right? Oh yeah, I, I I was raised on gizzards. Joe's gizzards. Yeah. So Joe, how old is Joe? Well, Joe, Joe. Uh, old Joe. Old Joe. Well, Joe's, I think, yeah, I don't know. Joey is uh, about my age. He was a few years younger. There's than a me. couple Joe's. And that's who's there oh, now. Joe, that's Joe what's is up, Joey. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what's that's up, Joey. up Joey. Yeah. Joe was the old man Joe, Joe Bristol. Um, when I was growing up, Joe I always ran the bar. And then when Joey, a few years after he went to college for, what do you call it, hotel, whatever it is, oh, um, food and... Hospitality. Hospitality. Yeah, he he did. He had some hospitality jobs. Went to college, and then his dad, I think, tried backing out a little bit. You know, so Joey took over, and um, so yeah. are the gizzards the same as they were? Yeah, the, it depends on what cooks there do, though. You know, we had Mary back in the day. I don't know where Mary's been lately, but, but <laughs> Mary, Mary got to come back. Mary, Mary, Mary made, made the, the best, best gizzards. gizzards. Yeah, she drained them enough. You know, there wasn't too much batter and stuff, but they're Wait, you know gizzards are still good. Do, they're batter. No, but you just said they were drained enough. Does I'm that mean occasion? The, no, when the no. I, like, when, <laughs> I got worried there. I was like, <laughs> oh. They throw them in the batter and then they scoop them up yeah. in the basket. And if you don't shake that basket up, my wife worked oh, there. My yeah, wife yeah. worked there for a little while too. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah. If you don't shake that basket off, there's too much. I think there gets to be too much. Too much breading. oil. Okay. Oh, too much breading. We breading. Okay. I think yeah. we're both thinking you're cleaning oh. out the. I was like, like, no, the them. We're like, the gizzards <laughs> are cleaned and in pressure cooked and all that kind of stuff before they get to the fryer. I'm glad that that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys go through Potterville, just stop and try the gizzards. And I'm not saying go down to your local place and buy gizzards and eat them because that's not the same. If I ever see 
freshly picked gizzards. I'm never going there. I would that would make me worry. Yeah, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't ever, don't. Fresh. Yeah, and, and a lot of times they don't bat them. Yeah, I, I, I don't like any other gizzards. Okay. Just Joe's, just pretty. And much Joe's is like, this is a top three food for you've ever eaten. Is it in that category? Top ten? Where does it rank in your food? Yeah, I don't want to rank it. Right now. That's what Joey might be listening. <laughs> no, <laughs> number one. No, yeah, it's number for one. Free gizzards, right, Joey? It, um. Yeah, it's top 10. It's something that even, you know, to this day, when we drive back through Potterville for anything, my wife goes, I want to stop at Joe's and get some gizzards. And, and of course, you know, when we walk into Joe's, it's just a small, it's diner. What was it? Diner, diner drive, drive, drive Dives. Dives. Yeah. It's just a small bar. Dive bar. It wasn't labeled dive by, by Guy guy Ferrelli, but but uh, yeah, it's just a little hole in the wall bar in downtown Potterville that everybody knows about. What else is in? You're, yeah, I know. Now we're. Just, <laughs> yeah, now we're look it up. Well, and all of our. Uh, yeah. Now everyone's gonna know. Maybe we take that could yeah. be a funny vlog. In my yeah. mind, I'm driving up to Lansing this weekend. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I gotta try the gizzard, yeah, but I don't want to. Yeah, go ahead. Not without Luke. <laughs> no, you yeah, will. No, yeah, have, have Luke try it first. Okay, so if Luke falls over, then you don't try <laughs> him, right? Yeah. My wife always makes me try everything too. Test for poison. Yeah. So that's your number one way to get you. Yeah, I know. That's why I always say, no, I ain't trying that before you do. I don't know what you did with that. Is that are there any staples of Potterville besides the gizzard that you would say, hey, Joe's Gizzard City, get your gizzard fix at exit sixty six. That's we it. Go. That's the thing. <laughs> there, what would you was there was it kind of like I mean Saint Joe has also a good amount of things to do because a lot of people I hear are like ah Saint Joe has nothing. I mean I feel like I mean we're also the type of people that can have fun doing nothing. Right. Like, yeah. We have our camera. We're fine with wherever. We, we had go. a lot of fun doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, you I know, feel like but, also it, it's but, different. But, but you know, when we it got makes a little you enjoy older, things more. Yeah, yeah. When, I think when we got a little older, you know, we we were close to MSU campus and Lansing and all that kind of stuff. So we oh had, yeah, you're just we had them things to do. Yeah. on that side of town, but yeah, like basically we hung out and drove, rode our bikes around the country and found back roads and back hills and hogs back. You know, it was just a place in town that was just like a big. I don't know what you call it, a gravel pit, but that's where everybody hung out in hogs back. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, you want to hang out tipped at the hog house? Hey, you're going to the hog? We tipped, we tipped some cows in the hogs back. <laughs> did you ever tip? I don't think I ever did. I think we tried. How would you even? Do you, I don't know. Did you ever see it on TV? I guess. <laughs> I've seen it in the cars. Yeah, that's movie. what I was going to say. Yeah, the cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're supposed to be cows. Yeah. Um, we got a little off. <laughs> I know we did. Where were um, we at? <laughs> so we just kind of were talking about our pri the pre prison. Yeah. Um, as you went towards the end of, before we go into the end of your career and what you right. did after that, are there any, and this is putting you on the spot. And I hate when people ask this questions in podcasts and interviews is tell me a funny story, but I feel like you're also the type of person that has been asked that enough. That you have this bank of stories. Yeah, I, I do got some funny stories. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's just how you deal with people, you know, and to get somebody to kind of chill out when they're in a bad mood is, yeah. you know, something. I, I, I like this one story because I, uh, I, I evidently I shook a uh, prisoner's cell down when uh, he was at when he was at lunch or something. Which means and they, you just which I went in his cell and then I I tore it up and tried to find something contraband or something. I had to do five a day or three a day oh, or something man. like that. I didn't always tear him up, but must be I was onto this guy for something. So I kind of tore it up a little bit. I probably didn't put it back together as as much as I should have or whatever. And, and at this time we had oh probably three hundred and fifty prisoners at the time and we were breaking in from Charles. So that means we had. 
like 350 prisoners leaning over the bars, you know, waiting for us to break the doors so they could get back in their cells. And I looked down base, and uh, th this guy was Asian, and I, and, you know, here we go again, but um, he, he, I, I could hear him coming. And I knew I just shook it so I And he was walking at me, and he was walking at me kind of hard. And he was like, ah, da, da, da. How tall is he? Yeah, he was like, short. He was a small guy, you know. Very intimidating. But, yeah, but I didn't know if he knew karate or anything like that. So I was not going to, like, <laughs> let him get to me. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't, he knew. I didn't know how much he knew. I mean, I know a lot of them do. <laughs> but I, I did, uh, I did, I did, uh, hold the mic for a minute. I did, uh. I, so he's walking towards me, and I'm and I'm walking, and he's and I'm kind of sitting at my desk, and I kind of stood up from my desk, and he's yeah, me. there's 350 prisoners up there, and I did the old Karate Kid move. I went what? <laughs> and this dude stopped in his tracks. That is every crazy. prisoner in that place started laughing, and he turned around and walked away. I never heard from him again. <laughs> oh my gosh, so that's one of the ways I can stop somebody from being <laughs> oh pissed at me gosh. and kicking my ass with their karate moves. <laughs> You hit wow. a karate kid that <laughs> scared him off. Yeah, yeah, I, I pulled it. Out. I pulled oh it. Out. I mean, it didn't really scare you. It embarrassed yeah. him. I think. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure. Everyone's because like, everybody's laugh. laughing. Like, ah, that's almost worse. Stuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so, yeah Shame for sure. Prison. I yeah, embarrassment oh is gosh. the biggest thing. That's how I. <laughs> To this day, that I still deal with my kids that thing. way. <laughs> I, I never really punished them. I just embarrassed them. And that's, I mean, I'd <laughs> yeah. rather get punished than embarrassed. Yeah. So that, I mean, oh my yeah. gosh. You really so yeah, there was there was them them types of things, you know. That's like a lighthearted. Yeah, that's lighthearted and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was there was times where where I had this one guy. He was a, he was a white guy, and uh, he came up to me and he said, "Hey." He said, such and such has uh, got some drugs on the yard right now. I'm like, oh, no kidding. He goes, yeah. So I'm in the housing unit, and I knew who the guy was. He was a black guy in the yard. It was a, it was a gang affiliation. It was a, a, a religious affiliation. And, uh, <laughs> and I, so I got on the radio with the yard sergeant, and I'm like, hey, uh, that guy that's walking towards you right now, shake him down. So he shakes him down. And he calls me back. I, I kind of watched it. I knew they found something because they cuffed him. And then he gets up to the control center. And he calls me. And he goes, hey, that guy had some uh, some weed and, and a weapon on him. Thanks for the tip. I'm like, all right, you know. So the next day, this guy was really, he thought he was really, the white guy thought he was really cool with me, you know. And, and I kicked, you know, I'm cool with everybody. Yeah. So he comes up to me the next day, same thing. Hey, such and such has got some, some drugs. And he's out on the air drink. I'm like, hey, man, thanks for the tip. Well, after about the third or fourth time, and, it, and I just kept calling my sergeant or calling the yard crew, and they'd shake him down, they'd find him and call me back. And after the third or fourth time, I realized what this guy was doing. He, he, was, he was trying to get guys off the yard so he could sell his drugs on the yard. Oh. <laughs> so a couple of days went by, and he, didn't, he, didn't, he never got a hold of me. You know, he never told me about anybody else that was selling drugs. Yeah. So, I mean, he walked out of the cell one time. He didn't even kind of look at me. He just kind of, or out of the unit one time. He didn't really look at me. I'm like, I bet, I bet that he's carrying. Uh, and uh, so I called the yard sir. And I said, hey, see that white guy walking towards you right now? White guy this time? I'm like, yeah, white guy this time. Shake him down. And he had drugs and weapons on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so God. I took him off the yard. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just. Did you ever see him again after that? Oh, probably. I don't know. I, he, probably, he probably didn't know that. Oh yeah, that I was the one that said him. Yeah, just, that, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, for your relationship. Yeah. Standpoint. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. I yeah. mean, that's part of my job. But yeah, he yeah. probably he might not even know that I'm the one that that sat him up. Now he does. He probably. He, <laughs> he probably did. Yeah, I don't know. He probably. Hopefully, he's probably still in prison. I don't know. Who knows? Was there? Is there any advantage to like if you rat someone out or you snitch? Like, 
Do the, um, is there yeah. like more time you get like outside or? Like, hey, no. tell us, like in the movies, you'll be like, tell us about Big Pablo at the end of the row. No, I mean, there we always had our snitches and stuff, but it, yeah, they, we didn't really give them too many more privileges. Okay. I mean, maybe, you know, extra microwave or something, but nothing, you know, like, hey. What does right, that mean, an extra microwave? Well, because I have to let him out to use the microwave. To, oh, okay. Wasn't there like a, I feel like I've seen, I mean, there's some of these. They're videos, locked up. Well, the only thing I got to control them is my key. Okay. Unless it's general popular or general movement, which everybody gets to go to yeah, yard or everybody's go to chow and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But yeah, if they want to use the microwave, they got to ask me. I got to let them out. What was so in? I've I've seen these videos around the internet. It'll be like this is the best prison meal, and it's like crushed up ramen noodles. Oh, that's that's their that's their prison hookup. That's what they hook up in the housing unit. So yeah. So there is. is they have like hot plates. Shop? Yeah. How is it? No, like, it's not. It's just uh, they have hot plates that they can that they get, get and they. And if they don't get busted with them, they they use them to cook with. It, it's just I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like a coffee pot, you know, where where you put a coffee pot like on a, a on a holder. How do they? You get know what that? I'm talking about? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sometimes they make them. How like, do they get the just, chips and crazy. stuff? Because they'll have like hot Cheetos yeah. in there. Oh, they buy that store. That's there's, that's, a, there's, a, there's a prison yeah. store. Yeah. How do they yeah. get them? It's a money sent in from people or? Or, or yeah. They, 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 they used to make like 35 cents a day when they were our porters or working the kitchen or something like oh, that. I didn't okay. even, yeah, I they, didn't they make that. a little bit of money and that's their spending money. Or they, you know, a lot of them swindle girls into sending them money. You know, hey, baby, hey, boo, you're the only one for me. <laughs> Can you send me 20 <laughs> bucks? Free yeah, yeah I, used to monitor, I used to monitor phone calls and it was kind of funny. It was oh, that's awesome. Because Are I, there any super funny stories from the phone yeah, calls? Well, I, this one guy, he used the phone like three times times in one day and i was just for some reason i was listening to his conversation and the first one is hey boo he called everybody <laughs> boo i didn't i think because he didn't want to get confused he's like you're you're my only boo i love you man and at the end of every conversation hey can you can you throw me twenty dollars and they'd have to put it in as a prison account and then he could spend it at the store whatever they could buy tvs and stuff like that oh How really wow. was like a tv in prison well, a, like a tv in prison is it was an all clear, like 12 inch clear black and white TV back in the day. Now they have like little flat screens that are colored and stuff. But yeah, it was a black and white clear. Everything was clear plastic so we could see through them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they uh, um, they could buy all that stuff with with the money they either got sent from their people. We call people on the street their family on the streets, their people. Or boo. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> or their hey, boo. Or boo, yeah. So this guy, anyway, so this guy was on the phone. He was, the first girl was, boo, can you send me 20 bucks? I'll see what I can do for you. And then the, and I, I swear to God, he'd hang up the phone. He'd call somebody else to hear it. That's ring. hilarious. And he was like, hey, boo, how are you? You're my only boo. And then you know, he'd talk to him about everything, you know. And then at the end of the conversation, hey, can you throw me 20 bucks or whatever? He did it like four times in one day. He, he had one, but every each one of them was their own boo. But yeah, that's part of the way they got the money or if they're family. Oh, there yeah. are people on the street sending money. So how is the store do. set up? Like, because in my well, mind, back in, back in my day, back in the day, back when I first started, there was a there was actually it was like a trailer. It was in the middle of the yard, and they had to line up for the store. They had uh, tokens, so they could get tokens through like their account. You know, they, so like one dollar is equal to one prison token, something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's token. Yeah, different token. It was like, like Chuck E. Cheese. It was like a yeah, it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese token, but it had it, it would have like a dollar or two dollars or four dollars okay. or twenty-five cents or fifty cents. I don't know. That was real early in my career. I I dealt with with uh, tokens for a few years, but not very so they'd they'd go to the they'd go to the store and they'd buy whatever they wanted off the commissary. They'd there'd be a prisoner behind a cage with a uh employee uh um state employee with them, you know, and that prisoner would they'd point out what they want, they throw it in the bag and 
than they book. And if they didn't get stopped on the way back to the housing unit and get stabbed in their shit. Oh, well, yeah. Stuff them. was probably stolen. Did you, what would you even do? Yeah. Like, like hey, uh, he stole my TV. What do you even, do you go in there and get the TV? Do you believe what they say? Or? A lot of times they don't even tell you. They just have Well, they either take care of it themselves or, yeah, they don't like, want Like, hey, if it. you they say still, anything. If I went, yeah, if I went into a guy, so if a guy came up to me and said, hey, that guy over there stole my TV and I went and took that TV back from that guy, then that guy's a snitch and he might get buck 50. Yeah. Which means you get cut from here to here. And that's 150 stitches to put it in. Look it up in the Urban Dictionary. It's called a buck 50. I did not know that. That's a buck 50. I just thought you meant it, get killed. <laughs> no, they, I they don't always die. I didn't never realize. It's a marking, so too. So it's like from ear to ear so under the chin? From ear to or? chin to chin, it's called a buck wow. 50. And that's if you... 150 stitches, that's why they call it a buck And that's if you um, snitch? Some, yeah, most of the time, people that Did you ever see it? Snitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh yeah, I seen a guy with his neck Wait. wide open. I mean, a couple of guys. Yeah, they, so it just so this store line. So this one time, I was uh, I was working the yard, and uh, I heard somebody on the tower saying, "We got a runner." I'm like, "There's not more, very much where you can run because there's yeah, fences all the way around." <laughs> I mean, they're not going to run too far. And laughs. So this <laughs> yeah, he's this, training. Yeah, for yeah, like, yeah. Well, there's always runners that run last, but this guy was like running. It, it's a prison that I worked at. We were uh, there was a hospital attached to it so it's Dwayne Wars Hospital is the only prison hospital uh, state uh, prison hospital in the state of Michigan then we had other secure units like different hospitals in different areas that you could take prisoners to and get worked on and, and they had secure units in but this was the only state ran hospital in the state of Michigan for prisoners and so we had this this uh, hospital that was across the yard it was on the other side of the yard and uh, the first the prisoners could walk in there most of the time they had to have passes and stuff to go to ER, first aid or whatever. And this guy was running and he ran by me. And when he ran by me, I, I'm like, what the heck? I got squirted with blood. Oh my. And then about 10 steps past me, this dude did a somersault. So about 10, 10 yards past me, this dude just did a somersault because I'm like, ah, I think he's been hit, you know? And uh, he did a somersault and we get to him. And he had a puncture wound in his neck. That hit Not him. a buck 50. No, he didn't have a buck 50. He had a puncture wound. So they used like an ice pick type thing on him. Stack. Where did they get an ice pick? Oh, yeah. How would they make like a... You guys, you, how long are we going to be here? Hey. Hey, we have all. We're here. This is an all-nighter, we're right? We're taking <laughs> an all-nighter. We're intermission from the run. Right. How are Shanks? Yeah. So uh, um, Shanks are made out of anything, man. Anything you see in this room could be made out of a shank. So we have to kind of control. I'm looking around now. Yeah. Every, any, anything. <laughs> you better watch out. I'm lying yeah, down those glasses. Like, if you here. see, like, file cabinets and stuff, we had all these new file cabinets brought into the housing units one time, and, and all of a sudden we started finding these, like, ice pick-type shanks, and we're like, where the hell's all this stuff coming from? Well, we find out that there's, like, three shanks in every locker. Holy like, cow. And, and they're, like, attached to the... To the uh, hinges and stuff and they were taking the that, that apart and they were Jeez. making the shanks out of them. anything you know, like it, anything from a pencil to a tooth you, know, you guys have all heard the the toothbrush and a razor blade where they mm -hmm. melt it together you know that's pretty that's what you get there, there's no way they still do razor blades right or i guess every not now they did up until about a year before i left they were razor blades now i think the guys have to check out electric razors and they have to like that's share smart them unit yeah but that was the level, yeah, the level one I worked at. So yeah, they can. They I've got tons of pictures of of uh, shanks that were made out of all different kinds of. Wow. Gosh. Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a Facebook group that. Shanks know, only. Yeah, shanks only. <laughs> shanks yeah, only. Yeah, ten thousand yeah, people. Ten thousand people. That, no, it's like a retirement thing or something. And, and there there was a museum down in uh, 
down at the old the old place i talked to you about central north side central and south side by the time i left central was closed all the way down and we only, we were only using north side and south side okay. so there was a museum and what we called seven block and they had a bunch of pictures and stuff and we had guys that would like inspectors and stuff that would keep boards of shanks and so you could show new employees hey this is what you're this is a collect hey look at this collective i found 15 in one cell one time holy cow 15 uh shanks he's just a collector at that point i gotta i gotta write up from the warden at the time hi tom (laughs) 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 he still sees me this day he's like that's another funny story in prison he what is yeah he's a facebook guy anyway so this guy let's go back to the yard so so the guy left the uh he, he must have been, somebody must have took his shit, and, and he got stabbed, and then he took off running. So his carotid artery was was uh, was cut. Jeez. So when this guy was running, his heartbeat, every time his heartbeat, blood would shoot out oh like 10 feet. Gosh. Well, that's what was happening. Why was he running then? Because he was scared, and he wanted to get to the ER. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he thought that was the best way to get there. You know, if, maybe if he would have stopped and put pressure on it. Or I don't maybe know. stop getting his maybe, heartbeat going fast. Yeah, or something. <laughs> but yeah, he took out running. I better run. I guess that's such so a he did, unique he, situation. So, yeah. How would you know how to react? He was dead on the ground. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I laugh. Hey, hey, you're talking about no, 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 that. No, no, no. I, 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 yeah, I'm, no, I'm, like, I, I'm very, I'm very uh, demented. Or, oh, uh, yeah, I'm demented. Not like, de- well, demented, no, like, I, evil. Well, I, you uh, want those bad I'm things de- to happen. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I laugh at crazy shit. Oh, hey, we do <laughs> too. I mean, it's awful. When yeah. we get like, and that's something we're trying to learn how to be better podcast hosts about talking. Like, when people start getting really serious, one of yeah. them look at each other and we're like, oh no, we're going to start uh, laughing. I, I laugh something. all the time at everything. Because that's, right. that's why it's so People get, my wife gets so pissed at oh, the other stuff yeah. I laugh at. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, that's we not run supposed into that to be too. funny. That's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, I feel like that happens, like teacher, whatever it'll be. They're like, hey, right. don't laugh right now. It's like, that's just, hey, I just can't help it. I'm just laughing right. at everything. So I, uh, I'm old. Where, where were we going after the prison? We were, you said something about Tom. Oh, yeah. Said, Tom Phil, that's a funny story. So, so back in the nineties, uh, uh, Mr. Phillips was the warden. Okay. And uh, we had a like uh, bring your family to work day. <laughs> okay, what does that look like? Uh, this is my daughter. I'm gonna kick you. My daughter. It had to be adult. I don't think we could bring like our twelve year old daughters. Okay, that makes like sense. That and pimp yeah. them out, or twelve year old boys and pimp them out. But we, it was like adults. You know, I didn't yeah. bring my family. I. I didn't you know like i said i didn't want them to deal with what i yeah, dealt with you know, yeah that was all different so i you know i i did take a couple people in prison story or tours but that's after i got into administration so anyways tom phillips brought his wife and i was working in a housing unit and we had a couple uh uh, observation cells right across from the desk, which means a prisoner that might be acting up or wants to commit suicide or something like that we put them in these cells and we you know they're right by the desk so we can see them and we had them both open and, and Tom's going to say this different than what I did because he doesn't want his wife to know it was him. But <laughs> he said he has his wife go in the cell and then he kicks it shut. And it's like, and she's like, oh, I'm locked in here. And I'm like, yeah, you're locked in there. And I said, and that's the cell that I've been trying to get maintenance down here to fix because we can't get it back open. And Tom's like, it was a Sunday too. So we didn't have maintenance guys there, you know, and, and, uh, Warden Phillips was like, ah, no, you're just joking. I no grab my keys. You know, we had these big keys that are, you know, the prison cell yeah. keys, and I had them on my side. And I 
stuck it in there and I acted like I couldn't oh, change okay. it. I couldn't open it. I was like, no, Tom. Was it actually? Did it could it actually not open? Or you oh no, it could it? actually open. Oh, oh you had me convinced. No, I thought you were no, it was. It could actually open. Yeah. So I let him call around and try to get maintenance down there. And his wife was panicking and stuff before I finally went over and kicked it open. And he's like, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's pissed. His wife was not pissed. But well, yeah, they, but yeah, you know, I mean, they were all the time. So right? you know, so Tom went his way, and you know, I went my Warden Phillips. I'm sorry, but I, I got to respect the name. <laughs> he went his way, and I went my way. And then a couple years ago, we kind of hooked up on my Facebook chat thing, you know, whatever it is, group. And uh, he started telling stories about, he's like, remember the time you locked my wife? I'm like, no, you locked her. No, I didn't. You did. I'm like, no, you did. <laughs> another time, another time with, so with Warden Phillips no, did. <laughs> we, the, the, the prison hospital. So we were getting ready to leave, uh, move this guy because he was, uh, he was going to a higher level facility. He was actually like uh, mentally ill, psychotic, you know? So he was like, you know, just going crazy and stuff. And uh, we had him. In a in one of the waiting rooms at the prison hospital, and we had to suit up, you know, a goon squad up or cell extraction team up. Which was like, what did they carry? Were they did they have like rifle? Was it guns or were they just no? Weapons? We never no guns or weapons inside the prison. Just oh, because it had even, risk. I guess that of, makes sense. No stick. We didn't have sticks. We didn't have guns. No, we had. Oh pens. really? We no had pens and keys. Oh, I didn't ever. I always figured later that. on in, in in my career, we we did we did a lot of gas, you know, pepper spray. When I was young, but later on, they started carrying uh, tasers. So that was fun to watch. Okay. I loved watching people. That was your only way of protecting yourself mostly, the pepper spray? Well, that wasn't even protection then. That was only for cell extractions. We didn't carry nothing for protection. Then what was what was protecting you? Me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Honestly, he's going to hate me. We, we, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know karate. <laughs> um, no, me, my pen, my mind, my keys. You yeah. know, it's just whatever I could do to de-escalate. De Hopefully we didn't have too many people get geeked up. The worst problems we had were people that were drinking the spudgers. Another whole story. So another story with uh, where yeah. Phillips was. He was like, hey, remember that? Uh, um, so we had in the prison hospital. Yeah. We had this guy locked up in there, and we suited up, which is just like a, a, um, a shield. And then a couple guys. Yeah, well, I've seen the people. Yeah, the before. first guy goes in with the shield. The guy starts fighting. You pin him down and you cuff him or something. You know, we we didn't even. I don't even think we used pepper spray back at the hospital because there's too many other sick people in there or whatever. But so this guy was uh, in the in the prison uh, waiting room, and we were outside, and it was all those doors were all glass and the walls were all glass. And he was just kind of sitting on the bench, and he was talking all shit. You know, like, oh, I can't wait to, for you guys to come in here so I can beat your asses and da-da-da. Well, this is the guy that was... Not the guy that's getting ready to get moved out to a, a higher-level facility. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, and you know, we this is where we get geeked up. You know, this is like, all right, man. And you're going in there with the shield to go get him? Well, I didn't you have just, the shield. You're just viewing? Or are you just there? No, we're kind of waiting. Uh, we're waiting. We got the camera going. So it, it's a... Uh, a shield guy, a camera guy, and maybe three or four other. Why officers. a camera guy? For like legal reasons? Yeah, for legal reasons. Okay. If they say you hit me, you're like, sorry. Right. Why you the hit us first? Why the camera, right? Yeah. Why the camera, you ask? So I'm standing behind the camera guy, and I'm just, I'm back there, and I'm talking. I'm, yep. <laughs> I'm talking my, my crap, but not out loud because I want to make sure that. Uh, that this guy sees me, you know, but the camera can't hear me and stuff. So I'm behind the camera oh. and I'm like, Oh, you're like hyping him up. Yeah, getting him all hyped <laughs> that is awesome. Like, come on, come on, come on. And so we end up going in there and we snag the guy out, throw him in the van. And a couple hours later, Warren Phillips calls me in the office and he goes, Hey, 
come here for a minute. I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, I want you to look at my my monitor. <laughs> oh, no. And I go, okay. And I'm looking in the monitor. I'm like, yeah, this guy was a real asshole. He wanted to kick our asses and stuff. And he goes, hey, look in that mirror right there on that back wall. And I started looking up in that mirror that was in the back wall in this waiting room with the camera was on. And you could see me in the background. Oh, my, my gosh. Stuff. That is hilarious. He goes, I know you were behind the camera, but you got to watch out for mirrors, too. <laughs> that, <laughs> he was so, okay with yeah, doing he, it. He kind of was okay. Yeah, just, he had to check me. He had to say something to me. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me know that. Yeah. He More like a warning, like, yeah, hey, yeah, we yeah. want you to do that. But. Yeah, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like I did something on camera that I'm going to get fired for, but... You know, you're not supposed to geek him up like yeah. that. But I was <laughs> young, you know. I was young, and I wanted to fight, too. <laughs> yeah, he was getting more amped. And it probably, you know, I just happened to be the guy in the front. I'm sure everybody else behind me was doing the same thing because we were all young oh, yeah. and dumb. And, well, I mean, that was like our days of fighting. I mean, yeah, that's what we got to do for fun sometimes. <laughs> just ambushed. We didn't try to, but if we had to, we would. Did any of those situations ever go really wrong? Like someone was in there and then they went to brace him and that guy just totally took out the guy with the shield? Oh, yeah, like, all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what was that? Was there? We had a guy, a uh, big dude that we, we called him the Russian something, right? The Russian. How something. big was he? Like? He, was, he was a big dude and we. We hit him with pepper spray like three times. And three he was, times. He was opening his mouth and going, "Oh my god!" Eating the pepper spray, and we're all like around. That's terrifying. Really, he's like he's a super. Got a guy. gas mask on. By the time you get in there and you're wrestling around, this guy's got gas all over him, and you know he's sweating. You're sweating. This this shit gets in your eyes. It blows up the whole housing unit. Jeez. Everybody starts bitching because there's gas in the housing unit and stuff. So he's, yeah, he was just eating it. He, I've never seen a guy just sit there and just open it. He opened it. Most, most guys like take a wet towel and they put it over their face and they try to avoid it. Stuff. This guy was just like, oh my. And why was God. he? Was he Russian? Actually, I think he was Russian. Yeah, I don't know. He was just a big. I don't. That know. was breakfast. I don't pepper know if Russians was eat gas for breakfast <laughs> or pepper spray for <laughs> breakfast or not. But right I, in his mouth. I mean, I know they drink Did a lot of vodka, but. Like, Did he, I, like I am Russian. Yeah, I am. I am, I am pepper spray eater. <laughs> that could be a super. <laughs> yeah, that could be a super. You can't down. I wish, you know, I, I, obviously, after, even after the tasers, I've seen guys get hit with tasers and just rip them out. Oh, I'm You sure. know, most of the time you see it on TV and those guys fall down fast. Yeah. A lot of times they do, but I've seen guys that just like and rip like it up. And, and then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Now we got to go into Yeah, what are you supposed you know? to do then? And they didn't we didn't have tasers until later on in my career. So lucky you, we had Did you ever it. carry like batons? No, never the batons or pepper spray or wow. anything. I'm still set on that this guy ate the pepper. Yeah, that, is, that would literally it. sink me out of it, my mind. It, I'd be it, like, it, it oh. literally then we had to kick the door open and go in and get the guy right after that. We're all like, "Oh, oh man." Oh yeah. my gosh. Did it's it ever amazing. were there any extractions? That didn't even need that. Like the guy would just get out and go. I'm sure there had to be some. Right? Well, there's lots of times where we get we we'd get all dressed up and, you know, most of the time the bigger guys were part of the extraction teams or the yeah goon squads or whatever you want to call them. Or, you know, what do they call them? I don't remember ERT emergency response teams and stuff like that. There is actually after I start after a while they actually had designated people that went to training for it and stuff. So they were ERT in case hey. By the way, guys, you might come across the super villain pepper spray eater. Yeah, this yeah. That, that big that. Russian down in three block, don't ever pepper spray him. Just go in <laughs> he after likes him. It. He likes yeah, it. Because it makes it worse. It really does. Because yeah, probably then there's pepper up. spray everywhere, and our gas masks are falling over because he's trying to fight us, and we're trying to pin him down. And What do you even do then? Like, Because this guy, you're pe he's pepper sprayed. Did you guys like wrestle him down, or what did you do? 
Yeah, hopefully the guy with the shield goes in there and gets him pinned enough to where the other three guys can go in and two, okay. two take yeah, his legs yeah. and two take his upper body or whatever. And he won't go that far if he does get through. Yeah, we were never trained back in my day. We just did what we had to do to get a guy out of himself. We needed to come out. Were there any other super villain type story? Like someone did something, you're like, this literally feels like it's from a movie. I see you smile. I, I mean, there's there's tons and tons of, like I said, I worked 28 and a half oh, years yeah. here, so I've seen tons of stuff. And I did, you know, later on, I could read files because they were easier to get to, and a lot of them were on the computer and stuff, so you could just click on something and read files. And, you know, it's, it's amazing that this guy that you've been talking to for, like, three weeks is now, you know, you find out that he's a serial killer and he killed half his family and jumped up on the truck. Oh, my gosh. Room, you know? And, yeah. And then, you know, the next time you got to talk to me, like, hey, dude, did this really happen yet? You know, yeah, those were my in-laws, and it was Halloween, or it was uh, Thanksgiving, and I went in the house, and uh, he was pissed at his wife or something, and so he went in the house, and his wife and his wife's parents were there, and he killed them first, and then his wife's family, like brothers or something, pulled up in a truck, and he jumped out of the house with the shotgun and jumped up on the hood and started blasting people in the in the truck and stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't realize this guy was that Jeez, bad. That and is... I'd been talking to him for who knows how long. Yeah. Know, like a normal person, but that's that's why you don't want to know. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he wasn't in there to kill more people. Not that there wasn't people that, that were like that. Yeah, you just... There was definitely people like that I ran into. Yeah, there's other people you run into, you know, like I yeah. knew, I knew uh, Jack Kevorkian. I don't I know. If I, I, I'm not sure. You guys are too young for that. Yeah, we're not even for all for all the older people. He he was Doctor Death in the state of Michigan, so he was he was. Oh my gosh, I recognize the name Doctor Death. Death. Yeah, assisted suicide. Yeah, yep. So he invented machines that were uh, assisted suicide. So like you know that you can take your pet to the vet if they get sick and they're suffering, and you can give them a shot. Yeah, he made machines that would. Uh, the people that were so bad off or the families would come see him or whatever and the person that was dying or whatever would have to push the button but it would inject the stuff that would end up killing him and stuff he ended up getting that is he ended up getting charged and he was on 60 minutes and all that kind of stuff but that's yeah a, that's such so a I weird i mean i knew white boy rick when he was in prison that was, rings a bell but i don't yeah, that rings a bell there was a movie a couple years ago about white boy white rick. rick he was he was a oh, white boy that, that sold right. drugs in detroit and so they called him White Boy Rick, and it was it was a big thing back in the day because he was working supposedly working undercover with the mayor, or not with the mayor, but against the mayor of Detroit. So when oh, he gets yeah. sentenced to prison, they left him in there for years and years and years wow. and years, and he just got out recently. Actually, he had to go to Florida and do a couple of years because while he was in prison, he was him and his sister were doing something with, <laughs> with cars and oh. selling something about cars. I don't know. But oh, I thought you were going to so, take that. I thought, route. I also thought. No, not, not that way. No, no, <laughs> he was doing stuff with yeah. his sister. I was, I was like, like, what? No, no, no. Like my ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my ring. You like the sister. What, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like them visits with his sister. <laughs> Conjugal visits. Never had them in the state of Michigan. <laughs> okay. Now this is kind of. <laughs> now we're jumping. We are going to do a little yeah, jump, jump. Just because I do see, I do think there could be a potential potential episode two and i don't want to give away everything yeah there, there could be everything for put our... me in my prison mindset let me have a couple beers and come back in here we'll talk <laughs> we'll get prison. some beers on the table but, but yeah, we'll talk prison <laughs> we'll just be like that's what i, I drink, drink that's what i do my most talking and people are like yeah look at i'm like yeah no, no, no. hey if that's but, what yeah. you i promise there's no whiskey up, this. Man. Up, right? <laughs> take this water, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dark. water. Uh... <laughs> so this one water one last story with yeah 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 and i don't know if you guys are going to get this or not so guardzilla 
brought there was a group of guys coming in from uh, one of the counties and uh one of the guys because we always got their paint slips and it always said what they did on there mm-hmm. and this one guy was back for like the second time of having sex with animals and this time wow. it happened to be nice. a sheep that he got busted. Wow. What about sex- sheep does it for someone? That's all I got to say. And how do you... What, I, oh, have you ever seen the back of a sheep? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say you That's going to be the funniest guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the back of a sheep? No, <laughs> I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know what that would attract you to that, but this guy was a definitely attracted to animals or sheep or whatever. Ooh. It's nasty. <laughs> so we knew they were coming in and it was on this on a van or something. And the county dropped off in... Uh, Gardzilla brings them in, and I'm one of the first guys they talk to. You know, I'm at the front, I'm at the back door, and I'm like, welcome to prison. Bam, I slam the door and all this kind of stuff. And at this time, there was like like eight of them in this little holding area we had where the counties dropped them off. <laughs> and uh, Curly says, uh, or Gardzilla says, hey, so which one of you guys been on the lamb? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know what being on the lamb means yeah. that you're yeah. running from the law or yeah. you know that's that's called being on the lamb yeah so uh <laughs> six of the seven guys dropped to their knees started laughing and one guy's just standing there like this i go i think it's him <laughs> oh my god i love how that is awesome. oh we, we we had so many we we had a lot of good times i mean we had a lot of fun stories we we could mess with people sometimes and then you needed you know, that fun yeah to we keep did your head oh the yeah there's mess with us too i mean they'd get to know sure. us and and they do little pranks on us and mess with us too. So yeah, yeah. I think All right. that's, yeah. we can jump off this. We'll and I'm only jumping just porch yeah. prison stories. <laughs> now I am doing a little jump. Now I know everyone's going to be like, Luke, you, I hate you. Yeah. You were getting all the good. Yeah. But I am really also want to hear from you is you took what I thought a huge, this huge leap. And at first, when I first heard this was scared as you came to the high school I went to St. Joe as our detention monitor. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, this guy worked at a prison. He's going to kill us. He's not going to let us breathe. Yeah, that's why I and tried to start out. And then I first saw out. you and talked to you, and I was like, ah, that guy's great. I wonder where he, what he's doing at the school. And they're like, that was the detention monitor. I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. well, not that I go to detention or anything. No, you would you didn't have to only one to... thing was I was late a couple of days. You're like, just take this class. I'm yeah. not bringing you in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, had, I think, yeah, for a while there, they wanted us to, to do an online thing, you know yeah, we won't yeah. get into yeah, we won't get into yeah, that spark, but thing. I want to yeah. get into working with kids. I mean, it must have felt like a cakewalk, or was it almost harder in a way talking to a kid versus a prisoner? Would you use the same strategies? Not that you were like not not always, but you know, when I got hired as this uh, detention supervisor, I always thought that uh, I I never liked to detain people. Yeah, I, I'd rather have them. Uh, I'd rather help them. You know what I mean? Help, like uh, what what I say is detention and um, oh, I don't know, but not detention. I didn't always consider myself a detention supervisor. I considered myself, uh, oh, man, I can't remember the word I always used. Detention anyway, or not. not detention, but like you know, instead of like detaining somebody, I'd rather help them get through what they're going through, and then yeah. You know, kind of talk like about counselor the in a way. Yeah, kind of. But you know, it, it didn't start out like that. They started out with, they wanted me to go in there and be the bad guy. You know, I'm gonna, we're gonna tell them that you're an ex prison guard, and you know, it's gonna scare them all, and then you're, you know, then you can keep them on their toes. Which is that's what happened. But that's not me. You know, yeah, I'd no. rather sit down and have a conversation with somebody, figure out what what their issues are, and help them solve it. Yeah. 
you know, so that's, that's where I was at. So after, you know, like my first year and that was the COVID year. So it was only a partial year. You noticed that I started walking around more and talking to oh, more yeah. free people. I mean, I didn't meet you till you were, I'm, yeah. we didn't really have our first yeah, conversation until you were a senior. Yeah. Which and I, I, was there I wish I would have. Yeah. Been, yeah. Just cause we never, I just started. Yeah. I just started in that, that year. I started thinking, you know, I need to talk to more people. I need to make more connections. I need to figure out what other people are going through. Not just the people that needed to talk to me. Yeah. So I started hanging out like in the morning, I get there in morning, you know, in the morning early and sit at the back door and I always have students now you got to switch here. <laughs> basically students. yeah i mean that's we're no talking students now you know students that would stop by and tell me about their issues their problems and we try to solve little things right there that yeah. way they didn't have to get in trouble you know i had a lot of teachers that called me and said hey can you talk to this kid and then i had some teachers that didn't really respect the way that i was doing things but that, you know it is what it is yeah you can't I, win yeah i mean I, I i gained a lot of respect i think and that was that was my whole point at the end is just making connections and making sure that Everybody, not just the kids that I had to deal with on a daily basis, but, you know, everybody that was at the school. I wanted to get to know everybody. I wanted to get to know where everybody came from and what everybody's aspirations or dreams were. And I'm very glad you did that. And I waited a long time to officially, I mean, I've thank, you know I've thanked you. Right. I gave you the no and everything, but now officially I want to... Thank you. I mean, we would not be in the position we're in now if it wasn't. Oh, I think you guys would have been fine by yourself. But, but that, that would be a I think that's the help you, you gave I think us. That's you just being your humble self. No, but let me again walk through. I mean, I. Hey, you tell me how it happened. I have this down to a T. Okay. Because people have asked. I'm, how, I'm old. I probably forgot. How did you meet this Oscar-winning short film director and yeah. cinematographer? Let me tell you. Was it a documentary or short film? It was a. It was like a documentary short, short film. film. Okay, it was like yeah, a combination, yeah. basically. Right, yeah. Well, that's kind of because we've kind of first connected. Yeah, that's how. That's that. how I started talking. You're like, hey, you guys, how you play? Yeah. Oh, yeah, at least the table. That's kind yeah. of. I can't yeah, give people all table, the right. the lingo of like, right. oh, he's at it. Oh, he's judge. I did some announcing, and then I started talking yeah. to you guys about music that we wanted to play and stuff, yeah. the stuff that the athletic director wouldn't let. Oh, us Oh yeah, play. that was a yeah. whole nother. Whatever. That was yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're the lamest yeah. school by yeah. far. Can you please play something that sounds okay? He's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Nope, that's it. <laughs> but um, I love Guzo. Yeah, he, you came over and we kind of talked, and you kind of were like, "What are you guys interested in?" And then you heard. I mean, I can't remember exact. I tell people I, to, I told you about I do film stuff, and then. You, I you think, said you make videos. Yeah, I yeah make you videos. Said I, make I do little film. short videos. I want to be. I, I mess around with that. Yeah, I, so I think you're asking college, and I think everyone was yeah. like business, 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 yeah. business, business, film. Yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, you kind of were like, oh, maybe that piqued your interest somewhat. Of right. like, this is a little bit. Not that many people do film stuff. Right. But in your case, someone did in the past, and you're like, hey, um, I know Sam Davis. I know he was best friends with my son, um, still is. And here's the thing: he's in California. Let me give you his email address. I'll try to contact him for you. Right. See if anything sticks, or maybe you can get in contact. Right. And this is also a credit to you being a good person and Sam being an oh, incredibly person. good person. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, and you being a good person because I wouldn't just give that opportunity to anybody. I mean, I didn't throw anybody's name out there to Sam. You're the only person I've ever thrown that out to. And I mean, Thank not you. that I've seen people that had your, your, when I sat down and we were talking, you were talking about the, uh, you know, the filmmaking and that you, that's your aspirations, that your dream. And you're, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that. And, um, and I, and I started thinking that I'm like, well, maybe I can hook him up with Sam. I don't know. And, yeah, and my son had we just got back from, close either, yeah. yeah, my son had just got back from California. He went out, him and his wife went out and visited Yeah, because he had the Oscar. So he had that Oscar. So, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I, so I kind of walked away and I was kind of sitting up on the stage and I was looking for this picture that my son sent me. 
And I think before I even brought the whole yeah, you're Sam like, I'll thing up. Find the photos. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Let me let me find this photo. So I went back and I found the photo and I showed it. I said, maybe I can hook you up with this guy. And I knew I know Sam because Sam reminds me a lot of you, or you remind me a lot of him when when he was growing up, and that's what he did a lot. I mean, they went around and I mean, I don't know how many videos I've seen with my son and their friends in it that was just like crazy stuff that Sam was came up with and they did a video you know there was there was music videos there was oh, guys yeah. getting kidnapped <laughs> videos and trunks and <laughs> stuff like that, that that we always look so when you told me you know you said yeah this is you know this this is what i really want to do and da, 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 that's that's why i said you know you know and like i said i wouldn't just give that i wouldn't just throw anybody's name out there sam you know i got to know you a little bit and i knew that you know that's what you want to do and i knew sam I knew Sam well enough that he wouldn't get mad at me if he was busy. He'd tell me he was busy or he couldn't yeah. do it, but he wouldn't get mad at me for asking. But he's like, no, yeah, yeah, give me his uh, email, and I'll, I'll email him. Or And uh, Sam doesn't really talk like that. Sam, no, yeah. He talks like, hey, I'm... no, he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam in our minds is like one of the coolest guys. Yeah, Sam, Sam is so cool. When we Sam. saw him, how he's dressed, we're like, He's, the he's so guy. cool. I literally, yeah, like, when I seen that picture with him and his dog that you guys were buying, you sent it to me. Oh my god! I'm like Sam. We that, that's that, that's not the, any of the, my other son's friends. <laughs> well, I funny story when we took that photo right after Sam and I, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this because we had like an almost a two hour conversation with yeah, him. Yeah, and it just flew we by. Like, wow, we we actually like we are kind of nervous. Like, how are we going to talk to this guy? We've only barely talk to and that's i think maybe what maybe he's, made... he's way laid down oh yeah, yeah. he's so he's so so nice yeah, yeah but yeah. i remember looking up the funny part is he had this all black outfit yeah he did i was searching he kind of a beard I, yeah he too. kind of yeah. had a little beard i was searching for the black pants and the black jacket because i wanted to look like that oh you did yeah that's how you have to dress if you want to be a director like, of videographer right this is how i dress so this is what i dream and i hope I don't know. He's so busy. I don't know if he'll see. And what we'll have to do is, yeah. you'll have to send him this yeah. and check this out and say, "Hey, we talked yeah. about you at the end." Just so we well, can you guys, I, I know you guys. He, he, uh, he does have a Facebook. Yeah. And, are you guys um, are you guys friends I'm on Facebook? With, I'm friends with him on Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I'm also hitting yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but and I know he follow. I think he. I know he's so busy, so I yeah. don't want to be like check no. this out. Check yeah, this right. Out, I get it. Out. Watch this. But I, that's my son always says, "Don't bug Sam. He's yeah. busy." I'm like, "I know. I'm not really." But he's also but you, you don't really bug Sam. I mean, yeah, you know, he's just living life, enjoying right. it. He is. He's, he's, so I think he's that I think that'd be kid. funny for him to hear. That yeah. I was like, yeah. eh, I think I should yeah. just like him now. And you got a dog that you walk around. <laughs> yeah. <on him. laughs> Next time he sees me, I'm exact same. Thing stop for a frappe. <laughs> we did. We went to this like super trendy yeah. coffee shop. He's like, "Let's go to." Yeah, he's been out there. He's been out there. Frog. He said, "Frog Town." Yes. And we asked us hey you want to meet at frog town we're like i don't know yeah yeah we do and, like, and we asked his uncle who lives there and yeah, he's lived there for like we 20 like, years we're like we can't be uncool and be like yeah what's frog we're, town? right we're like to my uncle who we were saying what's frog town he's like ah, i think it's this place so thank god we got to the right place right and he shows up did you guys drive around from, out there or did somebody drive he my, drove us my his aunt, uncle my uncle yeah. and aunt drove us around oh, cool. and they were so awesome yeah. so anyway I mean, so we, yeah so i kind of introduced you to sam yeah he emailed you back, or you guys got. Oh yeah, and then we did a Zoom call with him right. and talked for a while, and now we're. I mean, we're still building up our relationship, obviously. Right. But I. But you guys had to go out there for something. Else. Yeah, we went oh, out right? there for our own job. So. We, How'd that one go? Uh, it went really good. good. Uh, we were out. We did. We filmed the girl, a girl softball. My cousin's girl's softball team. Um, they played. They were on a team, so we just did their training videos and oh. photos and. I mean, the parents in California were—they didn't mind paying 150 right. bucks per kid. Yeah. Got 10 kids, covered our flights, got us out there. Oh, good. 
And I'm my aunt and uncle are incredible people. Oh yeah, so 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 I mean, without Sam, without my aunt and uncle, that California trip is not nearly anything like it could have been. So, and I mean that that's kind of I mean obviously that's a really long version, right? Because people always ask me, oh, what are you doing? I'm like film. It goes, Mr. Port told me this, 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 Mr. Port, great guy, all these things trying to bump. And so I'm right. glad I could kindly kind of find I'm an emotional guy now, too. You can see me tearing up. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I could help you. I feel so, I'm just, I, I don't know how, I know you told me the only way you can repay me is by succeeding. That's exactly right. And I was like, oh my gosh, how can I? Right. I was like, I, that's, that's the only way. another level. So even when yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, I think back. Someday I'm going to see my name on the credit yeah. and oh, thank no. Mr. Port. It's going to be, <laughs> the film's just going to be called Mr. Port. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you want to do a film? Sure. Yeah, you want to do a you film on me? wrote me something yeah. crazy right. like, all right, how you can repay me is right. making me this huge movie and giving me this amount. Yeah, right. And at that time, it would have been I like, want to be the star. Okay. I want to be the star in a movie. You know? Which I think you could. I haven't acted since I was a high school. I was a lead play. I was a lead actor in all my theater class, in all my, all the plays in high school. Mr. Dave wow. was a theater teacher, and the, oh my gosh, me and him got awesome. along great. And so, yeah, most of my, you know, I didn't, my aspirations weren't college, so most of my classes were woodshop and theater. Which is, that was my senior more, year. Yeah, those are all, more fun yeah, I had and like three, like, wood class, woodshop classes my senior year, and uh, basic math my freshman year. That's the only math I went through, so I can't, I can't, you know, like, you know, the math that we go through now, I'll sit in Mr. Belbo's class, Balbo, Balbo, Balbo's class quite a bit, you know, in the mornings oh, yeah. and stuff. And I'd learn more math when I was going through high school. So I liked that too. And that got me to, you know, get to know more people too. So anyways. Yeah. So you guys, uh, so you guys ended up going out in California, yeah. Sam helping you out. That was awesome. And I, I mean, yeah. basically, so if you, I, I knew, mean, I knew we were. This is there. almost, I feel this is such a tough place when someone does something really good like you because how do you even respond right it's like you right. can be like thank you uh, that's pretty much all because yeah, like, you know, that, that, so that california better. trip almost doesn't happen my sure film doesn't right. get helped as much right. we don't even go on a film set it's like one little touch of just like yeah it was a five-minute really... conversation that we had and you just told me what you yeah that you know that's that's the biggest thing about growing up and meeting people is you know i've taught my kids the same thing is don't ever get upset with somebody and start. You never know who somebody is until you really get to know them. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. like if I get pissed at you when I call you all kinds of names right now, what if I have to come back two years later and you're I'm sitting in front of you in an interview? You know, you never know who that person is that's going to help you out or get you to get in the places you need to get. Yeah, yeah. but it's also you know. it's not like th- I would almost say that's a good way to think about it, but also don't be like, oh, I'm only doing these things because I want to be helped back. And I think that's just the type of person you are. And I'm glad we got this to talk. This type of person I am now. Yeah. I mean, like I you're... wasn't always like that. I, when, I, when, I, when I first worked, started working at the prison, I was working at level four. Most of them guys were doing a long time. You know, so there's not really much you can help them with. You can still get along with them, but there's not much you can help them with. Yeah. When I moved on and I was, I was, I, I moved up to administration a little bit. I was administrative assistant for a warden at a level one facility for a little while. And then I ended up doing uh, grievances and hearings. But those guys at that facility, a lot of them had less than two or three years to do. So they still, and they were, a lot of them were young, so they still had a chance. So those guys, I didn't mind helping or trying to give them, you know, I mean, I couldn't call him. I couldn't say, hey, here's Sam's number or anything like that. <laughs> that would be but, Sam's but, like, yeah, I got 10 yeah, numbers. Got in. <laughs> Why are you keeping And Sam would never swear. Yeah, no. so that's not Sam at all. Yeah, no. But yeah, yeah, you know, so, they, they, you know, I, that's just the way I have been my whole life. I, I've always liked to see people laugh and see people succeed. That's, and that's I've seen awesome. a lot of failures in my life. So I don't, I don't yeah, want to see want that much anymore. Yeah, I want yeah. the opposite of that. And yeah, we, and you helped us so much. I yeah. mean, we wouldn't be 
even close to where we are right now, I feel like. Right. If Luke hadn't talked to you in lunch. Yeah, so what'd he say? Did he come home and he say, hey, check this out? I was you know, like, first I time. think I called him right after. I might have called. Actually, I think I called him in the hallway. Yeah. Like, you were, you, you I was literally like, oh my gosh. And Same. you didn't think I was just bullshitting that I no, didn't really know it. I didn't think. Yeah. I know, I'm still young and naive. Right. Yeah. That would yeah. I'm not the guy that was like, why, yeah, I was like, why would girls this... in shorts or anything like that? <laughs> yeah. Just telling like, a story. Why would, why, would, <laughs> and... why would he say any of this stuff? Hey, back. Oh, back in the day. <laughs> back oh, in yeah. the day. <laughs> why, why would I, why would he ever do that? And I kind of just want to end it again by yeah. saying thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so I can't much. Thank you enough, obviously. And I'm sh- like, I feel like I just, it taught me, I want to do that for someone else in my life. Someday you're going to, you know, pay me back. Pay by, you back. By doing what? Hey. By succeeding. Succeeding. Yes. Exactly. Both of you guys. That's yeah. all I want you to do is succeed. Cause I'll, so later on, when I'm old and I, you know, my teeth are falling off, I, I help them guys. Oh, We're going to put you on a robot. We're going to put yeah. you on a robot and make yeah. you live forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here comes Scott. Hi, guys. See the new Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the actor, right? In the, oh, no, I better not bring that one up. I was going to say the director, but that's the guy that's in prison forever. Yeah. We will. Before we get here anyway, thank you guys so much yeah, for listening. Good, this has been Scott Port. Yeah. Mr. Port to us. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. You guys have a wonderful career. Thank you. And let's do this again. Oh, yes, for, for sure. sure. This is awesome. I'll have some drinks first. <laughs> <laughs>